Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture, where we take everything seriously, well, except for ourselves. But I'm Teddy James, everybody calls seriously. me TJ, uh, Jordan, who is always serious. And in the co-pilot chair, <laughs> instead of Wesley this week, we do have Kelly, mm-hmm. our intern. Kelly's been on a couple times before, and uh, Kelly, we appreciate you being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Wow. Only time of the day I'm going to be nice to you, just <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> Okay, I won't get used to it. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, right after this, we need you to run to Starbucks. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, guys, we're talking about, there's a lot of assumptions made by people who don't know who God is, mm-hmm. right? If It's easy to make an assumption about someone you don't know. Right. Um, I have lots of assumptions about George Washington mm-hmm. that <laughs> probably are not true. Um, but uh-huh. here's the thing. It's something completely different when you have an assumption of someone that you do know. Mm. Um, I, I make some assumptions about my wife, especially around Christmas birthday, about she's going to make an assumption she's going to like something. And my assumptions are typically wrong. All right. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> Honey, I apologize, but we know it's the truth. Uh-huh. But here's the kicker. When we know someone and we make an assumption, it rarely ends well. Mm -hmm. Even more so, we as Christians who have met God, Mm -hmm. we can still make assumptions about Him. Yeah. And yeah. the bad thing about assumption is they're very damaging to relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you can make a funny assumption where it comes out that you're wrong. It's like, oh, that was, you know, right. how could you ever think like, that LOL, of me? Ha, yeah. Ha, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but I'm sure God doesn't say that because <laughs> assumptions about the character That'd be a bad of God, assumption about God, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a serious thing. It is, yeah. it is, and we should treat it as such. And so as as believers, as children of the King, we should evaluate what we think about God and where those thoughts come from. Mm. And so that's kind of what we want to do on this episode of Share Truth, Apply Scripture. We want to say, as Christians, as believers, what assumptions mm. do we have about our Father that do not come from the Bible? Right. And so we're going to just kind of run down these. We do have a list of them, uh, but you know what? I want to throw this out there at the very beginning. If you're listening to this and you have an assumption about God or you identify an assumption that we have... Mm that's not biblical, we want to know about that. We want to hear from you. You can hit us up, engagemagazine.net, or send us an email, engagefaq at afa.net. So guys, I think one of the things that I had to deal with personally uh, on a very real, very personal level was that God still held my sin against me, mm-hmm. that I wasn't really forgiven. Yeah. And, and here recently, I've been reading through Pilgrim's Progress, which is a, a wonderful, wonderful book. But in it, Christian has this big <clears throat> burden on his back. Yeah. And he's carrying it um, until he gets to the cross and then it rolls away into the sepulchre. Sorry if you haven't read it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but he no longer has that burden. I felt as though mm. I still had it. And I know there's a lot of Christians who do as well. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with that? I think that that is a very, very real temptation to still hold on to that thought that God sees us in light of our yeah. sin and that he hasn't really forgiven us. Like he says he has, but I don't know, you know, does he know about this thing that I did? <laughs> um, but I think honestly, we sway mm-hmm. back and forth between extremes here. And sometimes, you know, we get this, God is super mad at you and you're the worst kind of vibe. And then mm-hmm. other times we go to the other extreme and it's like, no, no, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. Don't sweat it. It's yeah. fine. And 
so both are super dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I pulled up a couple of verses on this. Um, just, But I, th- I think the key thing really is to avoid both of those extremes and mm. know that he has forgiven us because we see that clearly la- laid out in Scripture. Like in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful mm-hmm. and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We see it again in Isaiah 1, 18, and this one is a beautiful picture. Mm. It says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become mm. like wool. So we see those pictures, um, but it's still it's still something we have to be careful with and know that we're repenting out of love. Like we're turning from right. our sin and we have to we have to do that daily and remember mm. like mm. God God isn't seeing us in light of our sin, but he still calls us to repent of those things and to hold on to those promises. Yeah. I mean it's it's a that's a very real struggle, though, yeah. and I it, it is, see it and a we lot. shouldn't minimize the struggle. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, mm-hmm. I really like what you say because we do have that tendency of either minimizing the grace of God or minimizing the reality of sin, mm-hmm. and that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and I think um, when you mentioned Pilgrim's Progress and Christian going to the cross and the burden rolls away, I think that's just an excellent picture of what, when you feel that burden, going to the scriptures, going to the cross, mm-hmm. seeing what those objective truths are about you, the things that don't depend on you to be true. Is that God has forgiven your sin, um, right. and that you know you're called to a life of constant repentance. But the thing is, the door is open for that. Mm-hmm. You, there's nothing right. that you have to do to make that a thing. You know. Yeah, and and I think that what it goes down to, and this is another assumption that we could add to the mm-hmm. list that that God is unkind or unfaithful mm-hmm. or unjust. And for someone who has met God, you would think. And, and I want to throw this out there. You would think that a lot of these things are not assumptions or struggles that Christians would have, right. but they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're a believer and you have these struggles, understand something. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. Right. Um, what can mean you're not a Christian is if you don't press on to mm-hmm. know God and to experience mm-hmm. God in a way that shows that these mm-hmm. are not true. Um, but the believer will press on. Um, and so... There, we can, and we are always tempted to buy into the lie that God is unjust, mm. that He's unfaithful, like you just read from Isaiah, that He is faithful. But we can believe that He's not. Mm. Um, and so, how do how do we press through that? How do we press on mm. um, to the truth? I think first and foremost is prayer. Mm-hmm. I think when you feel that need, I mean, you're not going to be able to stir yourself up and work up the strength to press on. It's not like preparing for a for a, um, a race or anything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do your warm-ups and then get into the race. That's not how it really works. You have to pray, and God will warm your heart mm-hmm. um, if, if you pray. And sometimes you have to be persistent. Sometimes he allows you to go through a dry spell in order for you to appreciate the water. You know? Right. So you have to pray first and, and immerse yourself in the scriptures, even if it feels like you're hitting your head against a wall and there's nothing there. Just do it right. until it gives in. Yeah, I think what you said there, right, even if it feels like you're hitting right. a wall, mm-hmm. even if you feel like there's nothing there, mm-hmm. like we have these verses that we can hold right. on to mm-hmm. and that we have to hang on to and remember. Right. Um, remember that he's forgiven us. And just we have to preach that to ourselves, even right. though we won't feel it. Right. We have to keep. Yeah, Jordan, you ourselves. actually have an article, Preach the Gospel to Yourself, mm-hmm. that yeah. is about that go. very thing. Yeah, exactly. And well, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I, I wasn't going to say anything uh, about yeah. the, the <laughs> article. Saying, but. Basically, it's this. <laughs> all of these truths, we, we mm-hmm. tend to say, well, I'll, I'll get all of that from church. Mm-hmm. I'll get all of that when, when my pastor is teaching on Sunday. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. no right. the, the pastor, um, Rusty Benson, a guy that we work with, I, I love Rusty to death, 
Um, mm. He once said, he actually told me last week, he said, I've been thinking about this. The best commentary you will ever have is your pastor. Hmm. And that's a great way to view it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it really is. He prepares a sermon every Sunday with his congregation in mind. Mm-hmm. Your, your pastor, a good pastor, mm-hmm. is the best commentary you're that's ever going to have. Right, but, but you he's, have also, to, he's also not like your mediator or your scripture. Right, he's not. Is the, is the he's not. There. Well, and yeah. also, he's not the spirit that lives within you right. that will guide you. And we're going to get into mm. some of the truths of the Holy Spirit here in just a minute. But if we neglect the Word of God itself, mm-hmm. these lies Will, these assumptions will become truths to us. And we will not only accept them as truths, mm. but we will live upon them. And that's yeah. one of the big dangers as well. Yeah. Mm. So um, there is another one. And this one, I well, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to take an unpopular view, but it's this. Okay. God <laughs> makes my life harder. Huh. Yeah, I want to hear what y'all say, and then I'm going to take my unpopular view. Okay. okay, well, my first answer to that is kind of yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you well, thought I you mean, were going to get I thought I was going to get yeah, it. Okay. But, but at the same time, not. But he, It's just, okay, hold on. So we have John 17, obviously. <laughs> Jesus mm-hmm. is praying, and he, he says a lot, like, he says this over and over again, but in um, verses 14 and 15, he says, I have given them your word, and he's praying to the Father right now, so this is him talking to, to God, saying, I've given them your word, your word, and the world has hated them, mm. because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take mm. them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Mm. And then, I mean, later in the same chapter, but in the world, you will have tribulations. I mean, he promises this over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we have John 10.10. 10. Mm-hmm. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, we see... Now, that but then you also have come to me, you who are, are burdened and I will give you laden. rest. Right. right. My, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's kind of a paradox set up here. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, see, here's you the thing. Will this, have is, this is my answer to that. I'm getting excited <laughs> about this. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you go. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Jordan, uh-huh. you, you've been married for a couple of years. Yes. Does marriage make your life easier or harder? <laughs> <laughs> Answer carefully. I'm going to tell it's, Anna to watch this. Both. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. It makes it harder mm-hmm. because now you have a whole other person yeah. to, con- to not contend, but to consider. Right. Exactly. Right? To please. Mm-hmm. When you have kids, mm-hmm. your life becomes harder. Mm-hmm. All of these things make your life harder, but they also make it Better. better, yeah. It's harder and better. Right. Yeah. God, above all, mm-hmm. makes life better. Is it harder? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as believers, we experience conviction mm-hmm. of sin, yeah. right? <laughs> no lost person is going to have that spiritual conviction and weight. Mm-hmm. I just betrayed my king, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's not going to happen in the lost soul, mm-hmm. right. but it happens for the believer. Mm-hmm. We have that weight, but not only that, not only that spiritual realm, but we also have persecution. Like you just said, you know, the, the world has hated me. Yeah. They're going to hate you. Mm-hmm. That is a reality for the believer. Christians have it rough. Yeah. <laughs> but Christians have it good. Yeah. And that is a beautiful mm. truth that when we look at it, 
the the tribulations of this world are not worth comparing mm. to the eternal realities and the eternal glory that we will experience in the future. Mm. I mean, just <laughs> let that sink in for a minute. And guys, right. I'm sorry, I thought I was going to be unpopular because of that. No, <laughs> apparently it's a widely held belief. Oh, man. <laughs> well, apparently it's in the Bible. Yeah, so. And that's why. <laughs> well, you know, we, we kind of like saying, yeah, this is the biblical thing. But it yeah. is, mm. and it's not even just... The New Testament, we even see this in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Look at whenever the, the Israelites would say, okay, God, you know what? Mm. We see your rule. We see your law. But we're going to do our own thing over here. Mm-hmm. God picks them up by the scruff of the neck and says, no, you're not going to have a little self-rule. I'm going to let you destroy yourself with it. Yeah. And he throws them into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. That makes my life harder. Yeah. Yes, it does, but it also brings you closer Mm-hmm. to your king. Right, mm-hmm. so that he can give you that peace and the comfort and the joy and the true life and purpose that come with that. Exactly. It's like the surgeon or the the, the doctor who gives you chemo to cure your cancer. Yeah. And we're going to talk more and more <laughs> because there's so many wonderful truths and terrible assumptions that Christians make about God coming up next. You're not going to want to miss it.